Hi everyone, I'm Priyanka and I was ASF's 2016 summer intern. As with any field, the world of autism research can be daunting. Reading a research paper is nothing like reading an article in the newspaper. Many families find that research is inaccessible either due to the technical language or the lack of access to papers. However, if you can find and understand papers, you will be better able to argue for your child's rights and therapies. Today, I hope to make your experience a little bit easier. By the end of this talk, you will be better able to read and navigate through your research paper and have some tips on where to find them. First, we will discuss the parts of a research paper. Conveniently, each part of a research paper is labeled. Let's begin with the title. The title introduces the research topic the paper will address. Under the title, you will find a list of authors. The first person on this list is the person who designed and primarily worked on the study. If there is an asterisk next to the first two or more authors, they equally contributed to designing the study. The last author is usually the person who runs the lab or the principal investigator, PI. You might see little numbers next to the author's names. Look for these numbers elsewhere on the first page of the paper to see which institution they are f affiliated with. You'll also see an email of at least one author in this detailed section. This is the author you can correspond with if you have questions about the study or if you want a copy of the paper. The next section is the abstract. Here you will find a brief, oftentimes one paragraph, summary of the paper. It is located on the first page of the study, just under the title and authors. If a study is not open to the public, the abstract usually still is. This means that you can read the abstract even without access to the article and get a brief overview of what was studied and what the researchers found. Then, if you still want to learn more about the details of the study, email an author. The first part of the abstract usually gives you some context. Then, it will offer some information about the methods of the study, that is, the details on the number and type of subjects, such as whether they had an ASD diagnosis. It can also offer some information on what the research question or the goal of the study was. Then, you'll find some information about what the study found. There might be a sentence dedicated to the bigger picture of the study at the very end. Sometimes, authors will include a list of some keywords that appear in the paper. If you see this section and are unfamiliar with any of the terms, look them up before continuing. The next section is the introduction or background. This section is meant to provide some context for the study and offer an explanation for why the researchers studied what they did. For autism studies, you'll probably see some information about the prevalence in boys and girls and some explanation of the relevant symptoms for the study. Then, the researchers will narrow down, like a funnel, to how they got to their specific research question. Think broad and then narrow. Each paragraph will explain what has previously been found, which is why the sentences are interrupted with citations. It will take some practice to read around the citations, but if you become interested in a particular claim of a previous finding here, the citation will lead you to the article where you can learn more. At the end of the introduction, researchers will state how their study differed from previous work and what they aim to learn from it. The method section will tell you how the research study was conducted. In research, we want to replicate findings multiple times before we can develop them into therapies. This way, the findings are reliable and safe for individuals. You wouldn't want to try a drug that has only been tested on one person. The goal of the method section is to provide enough information about how the study was done so that if another research group wanted to replicate it, they could. You'll see a variety of different things here. You'll find information about the subjects and sample size. 
Researchers will use a specific scientific name of animals or cell models. In human studies, researchers list demographic information such as age, ethnicity, education, socioeconomic status, and diagnosis. The sample size is a number of subjects in the study. A larger sample size provides a better picture of how findings relate to the rest of the population. The sample should be divided into the group being studied, for example, children with autism, and a control group, for example, children who follow typical development pattern. You'll also find information about the testing measures or experimental procedure. For studies done on children with autism, you'll find the different types and descriptions of tests, like the ADOS or Mullen, and brain scans, like EEG or fMRI. For genetic studies on animal models, you'll find how they showed a symptom in an animal by somehow changing the responsible gene. The point is that this part details how the study was conducted. In the results section, researchers describe exactly what they found. There is usually a chart filled with statistics or images of the brain scans or cell cultures. This section can be difficult to read unless you are already familiar with the language, but if you want to look for the detailed description on what was found, this is the place to go. Researchers will list out which measures were found to be statistically significant, which means that one group was different enough from other groups that the difference was likely not due to chance. Finally, in the discussion or conclusion section, researchers summarize the findings that answered their research questions. They will also put the findings in context. They will say whether or not what they found made sense according to what other people have found. If what they found was different than another study, it might raise some concerns as to whether the study was done correctly or how it could have been done better. Limitations are acknowledgments made by researchers on the drawbacks of their study. These could be various things like small sample size or flaws in testing measures. Researchers will also suggest future directions for the study. This shows how science progresses the most because researchers explain how other groups could take the study further or study a subject in more depth. Alright, I know that was a lot to take in. You can find all of this information on the blog and the website, so don't worry. Now we will focus on where to find papers. First, you should make sure an article is peer-reviewed. This means that the article has been scrutinized by other scientists for accuracy and soundness. Peer-reviewed articles are much more trustworthy than opinion or blog pieces. Most peer-reviewed articles will not make sweeping claims about the causes or treatments for autism. As a parent or family member not affiliated with a university, there are a few places to find journal articles or abstracts. Google Scholar provides an easy way to search for articles by topic or author. However, not all of these articles may be peer-reviewed or in approved journals. The NIH has a search directory for articles called PubMed. Simply type in search topics in the search bar and you can find the most recent articles on your topic. Most abstracts will be available for you to read. These articles are peer-reviewed. Recognized journals also have search bars that you can look through. Some of the most popular journals about autism research are Autism, Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders, Autism Research, and Research in Autism Spectrum Disorders. Not all of the articles you find will have open access, but most will have an abstract you can read. Some articles are free and open to the public. Organizations like ASF are working with journals to make this more common. Many articles are only available if you have a subscription or if you pay for it. Here are some things that you can do to read an article that you don't have access to. 
Read the abstract for a brief summary of the paper, and if you're interested, then do one of the following. Find an author's email from the first page of the paper. This is the corresponding author you can contact with questions or request the PDF of the article. Or you can look at the lab of the final author on the paper, who is usually the principal investigator, and check to see if they have a list of their publications and PDFs on their website. You can also Google search the article to see if another organization or university, such as the Autism Science Foundation, has written a summary of it. So that concludes today's podcast. As mentioned before, resources to help you understand research papers will be posted in the blog and the website. Please don't hesitate to reach out to ASF if there's an article you find interesting. We are happy to help you understand findings. Thank you for listening.